Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. But tonight we're going to talk about that there is a power source that's available for you, but you alone, child of God, must stir it up. You must stir up your power. You must stir up the power. First of all, let's go back to a quote that Bishop said. Let's go to that quote. Bishop said something just last Sunday. He said it again the Sunday before last. Bishop said simply, and I'm going to ask them to put it on the screen. Bishop said, and this is in reference to Genesis. And he said, you will not understand your your power of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ until we begin to understand Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and Genesis 3. We must understand the in the beginning. Let's work with that. We're not going to go to Genesis 1, 2, and 3, but we know in Genesis 1, the earth was void, and God created the heavens and the earth, and God said, and God said, and God said, over in Genesis 1, 27, finally, after he saw what he said, he said it was good. Then we know in Genesis 27, 1, 27, he says, let us, meaning he, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let us make man, let's, let us make man in our image. At that very time, God decided that after everything that was made, the animals, the stars, the moon, the sun in the sky, the seas and the fowls of the air, that there was nothing in the earth that reflected the likeness of God. There was nothing that God created that was made in his image. Even at that time, God realized there's nothing in the earth that has dominion like we have dominion. And so in the beginning, back to what Bishop said, we'll never have this power. We'll never work in this power. We'll never walk in this power. We'll never operate in this power until we really understand the importance of in the beginning. And in the beginning, God, once again, he made man, and then he breathed breathed the breath of life into man. From man, woman was created. And at that point, God, now we had his nature. The very nature of God is in, was in Adam and Eve. The very nature, you're not getting it. The very nature of God is in me. And because it's in me and it's in you and it's in every human being that accepts the Lord Jesus. When we accept God in the power of his redemptive work, the power of his salvation, we now have his nature. We have his nature that means we have his power now i'm going to take you to a whole nother level that we haven't really started to work walk in and tonight after tonight we will and that's when we're going to stir it up we are a supernatural carrier of god's power say i am a supernatural carrier of god's power i'm made in his nature i'm made in his likeness i'm made in his power I have his nature, and it is my assignment and your assignment to stir up the power. And so why do we need to stir up the power? Look at what's happening all around us. I was in, uh, been in meetings every day all of last week and the weeks before that and all summer and all the administrative preparations. And we have heard all of the science behind COVID. Initially, it started out, it was just coronavirus. Then it got a more powerful name, COVID-19. Then it got a more powerful name than that, the vaccination against COVID-19. Then the earth gave it another powerful name, the vaccination, COVID-19, the Delta virus. It's more powerful than coronavirus. It's no longer virus, it's COVID. It's more powerful than COVID, it's Delta. Well, I was in a meeting today, and now I understand there is something more powerful than Delta. There's a Delta too. And I have just said enough is enough with this power. Because I've been studying this power, we pivoted, we know it's shifting. Then if it's going to shift, it's shifting to me. 
Bishop said, until we get a hold of Genesis 1, 2, and 3 and really get a hold of the nature that I am in the, made in the likeness, I am made in the likeness, I, am, I have his nature, I am a supernatural, I'm a carrier of the supernatural power of God. Say it again, I am a carrier of the supernatural power of God. And I have power over Delta 2, 3, 4, 200. They can give it as many names as they want and as many numbers. I have the greater power is working on the inside of me. That's what we're talking about, stirring it up, stirring it up, stirring it up. We're giving way too much power, way too much credit, way too much attention, way too much authority in our lives. Oh, this sound like I'm stirred up. I've been listening. I've been talking all day to anybody who wanted to hear this message. If a five-year-old wanted to hear it, I would tell him, listen, you got power. We stir it up. Say, stir it up. Say, I am a carrier. I have the nature of God. On the inside of me. My God said that I'm blessed. I should be fruitful. I should multiply. I should replenish the earth. And I should dominate. And the manifestation of the supernatural power of God that's working on the inside of me is that I should dominate. And nothing should dominate me. And nothing should dominate my marriage. And nothing should dominate my children. What has happened to this, this Delta 2, Delta 3, COVID-1 vaccination? It has us isolated. It has us selective in our fellowship. And that's not a bad thing. Because right now we're only selecting people who we believe are safe. We're selective in our fellowship. We're selective in our going in, our coming out. We're selective who comes into our home. But guess what? We should have been that way with the Lord and the, and the fellowship that we have with God. We should have been selective with who we fellowship with. We should have been careful of where we go. We should not have been loosely around all the things that's going on in the world. Unbelievers fellowshipping with believers. We've been unequally yoked for a long time. And so now we're careful. We're careful. We're selective. Yeah, we, we only want to go where we have to go. We only want to do what we have to do. And that's not a bad thing. Now we don't want to come to church where we can go to work. Now we can't come to church on Sunday. We like sitting and watching church on Sunday, but we're at our jobs early Monday morning. We're working late because they've called us back. They've called you back. You've been virtual. Now you're back at, at work, but you're virtual at church. Out of position. All behind the power that you've allowed to work in your life, covid Delta 2, vaccination, no vaccination, wear the mask, don't wear the mask, but you can go to Walmart. You can get your groceries. Some of you are even at movies. You're at your favorite restaurant. You're in your favorite park. You're on 18 Vine, 1920, wherever in Kansas City. You uptown, downtown, back of town, and on Wednesday night, you can't make it. Then they ask you to wear a mask here. You fight the system. But you wear it at work. Now, what power are you really submitted to? I'm stirring it up, sir. Yes, sir. I'm stirring it up. Oh, it's stirred up. It's stirred up out there. Why we don't stir it up in the church? So tonight we're going to talk about stirring up that power, get, really getting a handle on this nature, getting really a handle. So what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Ask yourself what's happening. In spiritually, it is good that we're selective where we're going. It is good whose house we go to. It is wonderful that we're selected on where we want to fellowship. It is wonderful that if we go here and we go there, we just go and come out. It is good. It is going to work all together for our good because we are now selected. We're selecting the right things, and now anything just... Just can't fly by us now. Homosexuality 
is not all right at our table. And this person not all right at our table. And drinking over here and smoking over here and cussing over here and family reunions. It is, we're more selective now. It is working together for our good, but what's working? Ask yourself, what is working? The power of God. The supernatural power. Said, I am a carrier of the supernatural power of God. I have his nature on the inside of me. I embrace Genesis 1. I was created in his image. Say it. I embrace Genesis 1. I was created in his image. I embrace Genesis 2. And he breathed the breath of life. I embrace it. I embrace it that I have the nature. God, I have the nature of God on the inside of me. So what does that say to Satan? He has got to back off of you. He's got to back off of your marriage. We just got two powerful lessons on 50 years of marriage. And I tell you what, we got 50 years from Tad Brown and 50 years from Charmaine Brown. We got 100 years of making it. We got 100 years of success in marriage. We got the male point of view, Adam. We got the wife point of view, Eve. We've got God's promises and a threefold card right now. That sounds like power to me. That sounds like power in my marriage. When it was all over, I asked my husband, what, did you, what was your takeaway? You know, your pastor. Well, what was your takeaway? What was your takeaway? So first of all, we had to stop that fight. And so he said, well, I like what Ted, he always liked what Ted said. And I always liked what Charmaine said. I said, well, she said she didn't take her problems home to her husband because he wasn't able to protect her. And so by her taking the problems home to her husband and because he was called to redeem her and protect her, it made him frustrated. And so he yelled at her about her job. And from that, it made him frustrated because he could no longer operate in his natural nature, natural nature. The nature of a man is to protect and to provide. The nature was speaking. So when dad can't provide and he gets upset, that's just his nature. That's Genesis 1 right there. And then she went to him for the protection because she didn't feel protected. And she knew he was her covering because that was the nature of wife. To feel protected, to feel safe, to feel secure. The nature. Say, I'm made in his nature. And I'm walking in his power. And it's working in my life. Yes. Oh, yes, it's working. I think some people in the room, some people stirred up. I pray you stirred up at home. Let's finally go to the first scripture. So we went back and we talked about Bishop's, Bishop's message. Let's go to Second Peter 1, and we're going to go through some scriptures quickly. You're going to have some points to do. You're going to have some homework. Second Peter chapter 1 is really a farewell message. Peter is saying farewell. Simon Peter is sending a message to the church, and he's saying to them, this is what I need you to do. First Peter 1 is really Peter's message to the disciples and to the apostles and to the leaders of the church. But Peter, 2 Peter 2 is a letter written to the church, and it actually reminds you. He's going to say over and over. We're going to only read 2 Peter 2, 1 through 4, but if you read it all the way through 10, he actually is saying, I know I said this before. I know I told you this before. It's this farewell letter. Remember that the, the New Testament is just a bunch of letters, and Bishop writes his letters all the time. And so it's just a letter to the church, and he said, I'm leaving you, but be rem remember, remember this. Simon Peter, verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. And you have the NLV. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. So now we know that's the church, right? Because he's saying, I'm writing to people who share the same faith that I have. And how did he define that faith? He called it a precious faith. Faith in Christ, being a Christian, is precious. Being called and being chosen is precious in the sight of God. And you must see yourself as precious in God's sight. He calls this faith. We are people of faith. Simon Peter calls it precious faith. It's precious to know him and the power of his might. It's precious to believe in the blood of Jesus. 
It's so precious to know that God is with you and he's not going to leave you. And no matter what the circumstances say in the news report gives, it's precious. You're precious to God and I'm precious to God. So he's writing to the church and he's calling their faith precious. Every word of God was inspired for correction. So every word in the Bible was inspired by a man of God who sat there and heard the word of God or was inspired by God for what? To build us up. So be encouraged that your faith in Christ is not waning, but it's precious, says Simon Peter. In the Catholic Church, we would call him St. Peter. Mm-hmm. I was raised Catholic. Let's go back to that scripture. Let's finish with one and we'll go on to two. So he's writing. He says, this faith, this faith was, this faith was given to you. Why? Because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and our Savior. I'm writing to you. You're, may God, may God, he says in the letter, may God give each and every one of you more and more grace and peace as you grow as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. I love this letter. By his divine power, that's the part, the word power. By God's divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. By his power, we have everything we need. By his power, we have everything we need. By his power, we can do all things through Christ. By his power, we can make it. By his power, our marriage can last. By his power, our children are going to be fine in school. Why? By his power, he has given us everything we need. How? Through our precious faith in him. How do we get this power? Through our precious faith in him. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. So it's faith in God. So faith activates what? Power. We have received all of this. How do we receive this? And we're in two or three. We have received all of this. They're working on the screen for me. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to him. How do we get the divine power? By coming to know him and by the means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory, he goes on, and because of his excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Where are those promises hidden? But they're hidden. Where are they hidden? They're hidden in the word. Where are the promises hidden? They're hidden in the word. Why does the world doesn't know to go to God? Because it's hidden in the world. It's hidden in his word. Where's the power? It's hidden. It's hidden. It's hidden in his word. These are the promises that enable you and me to share his divine nature and escape. This is our exit, folks. Through his word, we get to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. And he goes on in five. Read five. Read six, read seven. He keeps saying, I know I told you this before, but this is my last message to you. It's my farewell message. So since it was St. Peter's farewell message, this is my last time about this pivot in power. So this is my farewell message. And my, we pivot, we're shifting, but now it's in our hands and we stir it up by knowing who we are, by knowing what we have in him, by knowing what we can do in Christ, by knowing what we can say in Christ. That's how we stir it up. And with that, we will escape. Say, I'm escaping. Say, I see the door. I see the exit door. And we're going to escape the corruption of this world. And how? By our precious faith. In our glorious God, as we take on his nature. That's how you win. You take on his nature. Say this, I have every right to win. In every situation. Because the greater one is on the inside of me. Oh, we're stirring it up now. I have every right to win. In every situation. Because the greater one 
is on the inside of me. And because he's on the inside of me, I'm an overcomer. And I overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Oh, you're stirring yourself up. You're taking on his nature. You're putting on the whole armor. Yes, and having done all the stand, we can stand because I'm stirred up. And I'm walking in his power because I'm a supernatural carrier of God's nature because I was made in his likeness. So anything that comes, I have the victory. Rather than flowing in fear, and we know that fear is from the pit of hell, and we know that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, the, the word promises us. Rather than flowing in fear, it's time for the church. It's time for the real children of God. It's time for a people of faith to flow in fire. Flow in the fire of God. Step in the flame, step in the fire, and though it, it's blowing all around you, see yourself like the Hebrew boys that were cast into the fire. So, yes, am I saying go to work, use wisdom? Yes, I'm saying go out, yes, use wisdom. But you have the power of God, so flow in his fire. Flow in the fire of God and not the fear of the enemy, not the fear of the world. Don't, don't hide from it. Don't run from it. But flow in the fire of God because the power of God is with you. And what do we know about the promise? What he did before he'll do again. What happened with the Hebrew boys? So they turn up the furnace. Now, can you, can you agree with me? Can the people of God just agree with me that the furnace has been turned up? Can you just agree right now? It's pretty much turned up around here. Delta 1, Delta 2, COVID, Corona, mask, no mask, vaccination. The scientists just need to go on and say, we don't know. And you know what? But we know. But we know that anything you blow at us, anything that you throw at us, anything that you present to us, we have victory. Say it now. I have victory in every situation that the enemy throws at me because the greater one is on the inside of me and I overcome by the blood of the lamb. Come on people, by the blood of the lamb, by the blood of the lamb, by the blood of the lamb, by the word of God, by the promises of God, by my precious faith, by the nature of God and the word of my testimony. Sounds like you're getting stirred up. So anytime he comes at you, anytime he tries to blindside you, anytime he tries to knock you off your feet, you get up, you dust yourself off, and you declare, I have power. I'm a supernatural carrier of the power of God. Back up off of my children and get up out of my house. Every child of God is a supernatural carrier of his power. And we need to work in it and walk in it and talk in it and live in it and get real victory. Get real victory, Harvest Church, because our pastor has real victory. He stood for you all those months. Now stand for yourself. Stand for yourself. Haven't done all the stand. Pastor prayed for you in your house. Pastor prayed for you in your living room. Pastor prayed for you. You on your sofa. Pastor prayed for you with your, in your house with no mask on. But now you got to come out. You got to come out, people. And now that you're out, stand. Haven't done all to stand. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up before you get out the house. Because when you get out the house, the enemy's ready to give you a different word. Ready to give you something else. But if you stir it up, it's just water off your back. It's just water off the back. It's just like a duck. Uh, it's just water. What? It's just water off your back because you stir it up. So wake yourself up early in the morning and stir yourself up. Shake yourself off and get ready to face your day. Because the power of God is at work in you. And you're a carrier of the power. And the way you carry the power, you stir it up. Now, I like to cook. I'm from Louisiana. And in Louisiana, we use oil in everything. There's going to be some kind of oil in everything. Not always olive oil. I'm on a whole new, new uh, study of a new, new guy who wrote a book. And now olive oil is not good for you. I've been, we've been, we moved from the Crisco. We moved from the vegetable. We moved from the corn. So we went to Olive. 
Because Jesus used olive oil. And Jesus dipped his bread in the olive oil. Now I'm reading a book. I finished one book. First book I ever finished online. I've never finished a book. I've never done that. But I was on purpose doing this. And the guy says, the doctor says, olive oil is not good for you. I don't get it. Why don't you just say they don't know? But I know. I know. I know. I know all things are working for my good. So in Louisiana, we're cooking, right? So, you know, you put just a little bit of oil. My daughter-in-law made some beautiful red beans and rice, and I was just so proud of her. It was just like I was back at home. And so she just had the turkey sausage in there. I said, what kind of meat? She said, turkey sausage. I said, okay, you, you know what you're doing. I said, okay, what, what am I smelling? I was at a house yesterday. She said, oh, that's red bean. I said, I knew that was red beans. I didn't know you, born in, you were born in Kansas City. You know how to do that. But you are married to my son who loves red beans, and you're a wise woman. But the test wasn't that she made it. The test was, did it taste like home? So when she, I went to the pot, I lifted it up. And you have to put just a tiny bit of oil in beans so they don't stick together. And just that tiny bit of oil separated the oil from the beans, from the gravy. And so when I went to the pot, I looked in because things were separated. They were separated. You got your word over here. You got your oil on the desk over here at home. You haven't picked up your word in I don't know how long. You've got your oil somewhere when you need, you're in trouble and then you want to anoint everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then on occasions when you really feel good, you got your prayer cloth. You know, that's somewhere when you got to go find it. You got your scriptures all posted on your mirror that maybe haven't been up in a while. You know, you got all Bishop's letters. You, you know, you think you got them. There's somewhere all the handouts he's been giving you for years, all those letters from the, from the desk of Bishop, according to Bishop to you, that was written for you and by you to remind you of who you are. Those letters from Bishop for 32 years, they're somewhere. You got, you got CDs, cassettes that you have. You don't even listen to CDs anymore because you all change with the times. And so you like your CDs are irrelevant when the word itself never grows old. The Bible's over 2,000 years old. So don't you think the CDs are still relevant? But, you know, you don't do CDs anymore. Yeah. And so you're spending more time in the worship, the long words of worship, but you overcome not by the worship. Not just by the worship. Worship just takes you into the presence, but it's the word that delivers. And so you got all these tools that's laying around your house. And so as I looked in the pot, all she did, she took a wooden spoon and she just started stirring. And when she started stirring with a little bit of fire, just a little bit of fire, just a little bit of heat, not fear, but fire, just a little bit of fire, bubbles started to stir and steam started. To, and then I got my bowl. And I bet she said, what you doing? I started setting my plate, my place. I had the napkin out. I had the forks. I was ready. What are we going to drink with this? Because I was ready to eat. Well, that's what you have to do today. You've got to stir up all of what you already know. Because Peter tells him, he said, I'm not telling you something you don't already know. I just want to remind you, it's his precious grace. It's his divine power. It's his nature that's on the inside. I just want to remind you, because this is my farewell address. This is my farewell address on this topic, Power Harvest Church. And I just want to remind you to stir it up. Pull out your CDs and hear your man of God. Pull out your cassettes and hear your man of God. Pull out your word and you pull out the Bibles and the scriptures you used to highlight and go back over. You don't have to read it all. Just read the highlights just read the highlights in your bible just read the highlights say i wonder why i highlighted this i wonder why i underlined this just read the notes down the side get out your old notepad and stir yourself up and remember the day when you used to seek the house of god and seek the word of god at every cost and then find yourself back in here on sunday morning so you can survive in this time because your power is at work when you stir it up. Say this, awake it by declaring it. Release it by declaring it. Walk in it by declaring it. Expect it by declaring it. What is the it? The power. What is the it? Awake the power. Awake the power. Release the power. 
Release the power. Walk in the power. Walk in the power. Once it's released, you're ready to walk in it. You should be able to run through this wall. I've been ready to run through this wall. I wanted to run around this sanctuary, and I sat down until the thought passed because I was going to be extremely tired, and I would not be ready for you. But walk in it. Expect to say, I have victory in every area, in every situation, in my life, in every situation, in my life. Because I have his nature. I have his power. I have his word. I have the blood of Jesus. I have the promises of God. And I have my own testimony. I have my own testimony. It's really good when you go about and hear somebody other, someone else's testimony. And you know, you praise God. You shout and you jump. You know, you hear somebody's testimony. It's so good. I mean, you, re- you really kind of give it up on that day. But when you're really in a battle, you're not thinking really about somebody else's testimony. Let's be frank. Whoever Frank is, let's just be frank. You're really, you're not thinking about, you applied for the loan, you didn't get the loan. But you remember when the Donatos got their house over in Broadcliffe, and we were praising God for the Donatos. You probably don't even think about that on the day you're in the bank. You're not thinking about the Donatos' home. Or the time the Kabuyas told us about how they got their home and all the other homes. Because what's your concern? My home. Well, if you stir yourself up before you walk in that bank, and if you get the report, it's not going to knock you down because you're standing in the power and the nature of God so you don't fall. You don't fall. You're not knocked down. You, even, you aren't even pushed back. You just know there's another source. There's another source at work. There's just another source, and I need to move to another source. Let's go to something else. Let's declare this. See, I have a divine right because of the nature of God on the inside of me. I have a divine, a divine right to win. Let that settle in. I have a right to win. I don't understand why I can't win. I have a divine right to win. As a husband and wife, we have a divine right to win. We are made in his image. We are made in his likeness. Guess what? Then I have, I'm operating in the I am-ness. I'm operating in I am-ness. I am more than a conqueror. I am the head. And not the tail. Oh, I'm talking about my I amness. I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the field. I am more than a conqueror. I am the head, and I am not the tail. I am healed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Because I'm operating and I'm walking in my I amness. Walk in your I amness today. You are everything God says that you are. I can do, you can change it to walk in your I can do ness. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Walk in whatever, however you want to create it. Because you have his creative energy on the inside of you. You have his creative power. You can write your own end of your story. Because he's given you that power. Now the enemy knows who you are. And so he throws these blind, spot, blind sides at you. He throws all kinds of things at you to get you started. Get you startled and stop. If he can't, if he can't destroy you, he wants to at least stop you. He wants to at least stop you. But after today, you're not going to be stopped. After today, you're going to be in position. You're going to be walking in the nature of God. You won't stumble so easily. You won't trip so easily. And if you cry, my mama would say, if you cry, get up, wipe your face off, and keep moving. Because you win. And say, I win. Say, we win. Now, let's go on and settle it in faith and say, we won. That's it. You know you've been to the basketball game. Who won? We won. We won. Now, see, when you don't win and you get close, you got all these long stories. 
Well, who won? Well, you see, we almost, we, and you know, it's two points. And then, see, it's too long. That's too long. That's too long. It's just a long story on why you didn't win. Well, you know, the best player wasn't there. And, you know, somebody was sick and somebody, it's too, it's too long. It's too long. You got this long, you know, it, it was close and, it, you know, we lost because of coaching. It was just bad coaching. I, heard, I, I live in a world of, of sports in my house. And when, when my husband's team loses, it's a long reason why they lost. But when my team wins, it's, it's a long reason why, we, why they lost, but it's a short thing. All I just say, well, all I know is we won. That's it. When my team loses, I approach it, they're going to do better next time. Hopefully they've learned from it, and hopefully they'll do better. Let's declare. Stand to your feet in your home, and we're almost done. And I want you to say, I have a relationship with Christ. And that relationship is by faith. I've accepted his power through the salvation, through the resurrection, and for his second coming. I have a relationship with Christ. I have, I have a rhema word. I have a rhema word. We'll get into that. That's all too. I have the righteousness of Christ. On the inside of me, I've been made righteous. I've been made whole. I've been made in his image. And I have reigning power. I have reigning power. That means I have dominion. That means I have authority. That means I have kingdom power from on high to win in this earth. I'm packing I'm not acting. I'm packing. I'm packing. I'm packing. I'm carrying power on the inside of me. I'm not acting. And the only way you can prove to the enemy you're not acting, you have to really be stirred up. Let's get to those. Let's get to those tools. As we go into, and you're going to go home, and I'm going to ask you to, to study a long passage. It's over in Hebrews. If you can put that up, we're not going to read through it because I really want you just to once again, once again, start looking at the Word of God differently. Start staying focused on the Word of God. It's a Hebrew scripture. Let's go to that. Hebrews chapter 2, and it's 1 through 18. We'll read just the very beginning of it, and then you'll read the rest. So we must listen very carefully. Let me tell you what's going on in Hebrews. There's a message that's coming to the body of Christ and to the church. And what they're really telling you is many of you have drifted away. You've drifted far away from what you once knew. And it's a reminder, sounds much like Peter's. And so it says, so we must listen very carefully to the truth, the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. And due to COVID and due to this quarantine and due to this, some of us have drifted away. For the message God delivered through angels, and our set angels, Bishop Steve Howe, has always stood firm. That message, the word of God, it has always stood firm in every violation of the law and every act of, of disobedience was punished based on the word. So what makes us think? What makes us think we can escape if we ignore, if we ignore, if we stop coming to church, we stop hearing his word, we stop meditating on his word what makes us think that we can escape and we ignore his great salvation that was first announced by the lord jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak what makes us think that and god confirmed the message by giving us what signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the holy spirit Whenever he chose. And furthermore, it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. He's talking about drifting away. For in one place, the scripture says, what are mere mortals that you should think about them or a son of man that you should care for him? Yet you made them only a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. All, the, all of the tools are in this, one, this passage. You gave them authority. Who? You gave you gave them authority, who? Over all things. And he gave us authority over all. Now when it says all things, we have authority over all things. I have authority over all things. Say it. I have authority over all things. When we say it, it means nothing is left out. Oh, and Peter, Peter says, you can do all things. So I have authority over all things. 
And we have forgotten. Nothing's left out. All means all. But we have not yet seen all things put under their authority. And we haven't seen it. Why? Because we're not walking in that authority. It's not under our feet because we're not walking in the authority. What am I saying? This is the hour of the church. This is our hour. This is our moment. Because nobody has the answer. Government doesn't have the answer. D.C. doesn't have the answer. Trump stirred up something. Obama released something. And Biden don't know how to put the fire out. But we know. And we're sitting on what we know. We're sitting on it. But we have the authority. And we have the answer. And it's no longer Harvest Church will not be silent. You're going to walk into your jobs. And you're going to, watch this, for the first time on your job, you're going to be able to ask your supervisor, before we get started, can we just pray? I promise you, just try it tomorrow. I promise you, when you never were allowed to pray, I promise you, nobody's going to refute it. Oh, you want to pray? Yes, pray. Because they know you, you're a person of faith. And they've silenced you in every job, in every workplace. But you try it tomorrow and then call Harvest Church. Say, I prayed at work for the first time. You're going to be in the break room. Because everybody knows somebody who's been affected by this. And you're going to use the power that's at work in you. Just obey the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about these tools. And just ask one question. Could we just pray right now? The harvest is ripe. It's ripe time. It's our time, folks. It's easy picking. Everybody wants prayer. I was in a meeting. It was just a meeting. We were getting right information. It was not a harvest church. It was not a Christian meeting. It was just a meeting. Say meeting. And in the protocol of the meeting in the past, we start with an order, we end with the order, the president, dis- president dismisses, they make motions, it's all the robber rules, and right in the meeting, it just got chaotic. And I'm sitting in the meeting, I had, I'm not a leader, I'm not a chairperson, a department, I'm not anything but a part of the, this organization. And I had just had my feel, and I just raised my hand, which I've never done, and they said, yes, Donna, what do you need? I said, can we all just pray? Every, all chaos stopped. Try it on your job tomorrow. When we don't know what to do, they don't know what to do on the job. It's everywhere. Confusion is everywhere, and we're walking with the answer. We're passing by folks and got the answer. But today is over because you're going to stir up the power that's on the inside of you. Don't be silent anymore. Say, I'm silent no more. I'm silent no more. You can meet almost anybody on the street, on the, in the store, and stop them and say, can I pray for you? Everybody wants prayer today. It's our hour. It's our moment. It's our time. The authority is in us. We made in this nature. It's time now. Open up your mouth. Open up your ears. The deafness is over. The dumbness, the mute is over, and our mouths are open, and our eyes are open, and the blinders are off, and be the light in your family. Be the light in your community. Be the light in your home because you're made in his nature. You're made in his nature. You have his power inside of you. Obey the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, guess what's going to happen? Everything's going to go like this. Peace be still. Guess what's going to happen at the next office meeting on your job? You're going to move from can we pray is can you lead in prayer today? Can you just start the day with prayer? And then you're going to get these sidebars. Because the day I said that prayer in the middle of the chaotic meeting, I said, let's just all stand. We weren't holding hands at that time. Let's just all stand in a circle and let's pray. Before I could say, bow your heads, you know what happened? Uh, could you pray for my sister? Uh, could you pray for my, my brother? Uh, it went round and round. And I said, I absolutely can. I would be glad to. I would love to. God is faithful. It went so long. Could you pray? Could you pray? Could you pray? Because the power of prayer was released in that circle by a person who was willing, willing to step into the power that's already on the inside of you. Say, stir it up. Say, walk in it. Awake it. 
Release it. And then expect it. And God will show up. He won't disappoint you. He won't embarrass you. He will. It'll show up. And then you're going to have all your sidebar. Your altar call line going to be all in the break room, the bathroom, in the parking lot. When you meet them in the morning, they're going to come early. You got an altar call, and you're going to tell about it. And this is what we're going to start starting today. We're going to list every time someone gets saved. Every time someone gets saved. Ms. Webb, you start a group me. You start whatever you need to start. And we're going to count the numbers by Sunday. I kid you not, 100 people will be saved because we're going to walk in this power. And we're going to clock it. We're going to add it up. We're going to count the total. And it's just because you, you who are hearing, you who are listening, you who are in the room, you're going to decide to walk in your power. And we're going to start tolling it. And we're not going to end the service without a count. How many people got saved this week? How many people did you pray for? How many people got delivered? How many people walked away with hope? How many people's lives were changed? How many marriages were saved? How many children were saved? How many men and women turned away, turned away from darkness and came into the light? How many? How many? How many? How many? How many? How many? And it's, the number's going to go into the thousands. It's going to go into the thousands. It's going to go into the thousands. Because we stirred up. Let's do this homework. You ready for the homework? Okay. I'm not going to take my time and find all the scriptures on the tools, but I will give you the tools. Because the only way, one great way you're going to get, one way you're going to get this power is simply, is simply by searching the scriptures yourself. Homework assignment, you're going to find three scriptures for every one of these power tools. The first one is prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is a tool. Prayer and fasting alone. Esther was over in the palace, living the life in the palace. I mean, her, her uncle Mordecai, he, I mean, he worked hard to get in the palace. So she's all being primped up by the king's assistant. She's getting perfumes and oils. She gets to meet the king. She gets to go before the king. And then Mordecai reminds her, well, you know, I think you need to go and see the king. She says, I can't go to see the king. I can't go see. You just can't just go see the king when you want to go see the king. That's not how it works around here. All along, she's just living the life of Riley in the palace. But she forgot that this, path, that this power that she had and this privilege that she had was for more than her. Say it's for more than me. Say this precious faith. Say this nature. Say this power. Say this supernatural nature of God is for more than just me. So we know the end of the story. What happened? Mordecai tells her, you need to go do this. Perhaps you were there for such a time as this. That's the number one scripture in the, in the um, book of Esther. Yeah, perhaps you were there for such a time as this. But the biggest thing is, what did she do? She turned to her power source, number one power source. Go and find scripture on prayer and fasting. That's a power too. Harvest Christian School staff and the Harvest Church Administration staff is starting our prayer and fasting tomorrow. You can join us from 6 in the morning to 6 in the evening, believing God that the school will grow, the staff will grow, the branch churches will be fine. Tool number two, once you go through prayer and fasting, another tool is believing and receiving. We know Mark eleven twenty three. 23, when you stand praying, believe and then receive, that's a tool, that's a power tool. That gives you power that once I finish praying, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, and I receive it. The man who couldn't get his son healed, he goes to Jesus, he said, oh, if I could only believe. So believing is a power. You believe COVID. You believe the symptoms. You believe the science. You believe the report. You're all in Delta, 1, 2, 3, 40, 60, 70, 80, 90. So why you just can't stop and believe the word of God? You already got the power. So believing and then receiving the word of God is a power too. Power too, the word of God itself. And the word of God is so serious. It's just a rhema word. What is the rhema word? A rhema word is a word that after I've studied, after I've meditated, after I've spent time with God, this is my word and I'm standing on it. And that's going to come through that last tool you see, meditation. Let's keep going. The word of God is sharpening any two-edged sword. The word of God will change lives. And we're taught the word of God. Faith in God. Faith is a power tool. Without it, it's impossible to please God. And you have been healed. Your faith has made you whole. You've come this far by faith. 
Faith is all throughout scripture. Find your three scriptures and stand on it and stir yourself up with those scriptures. If you need more faith, find more scriptures. If you need more words of confession, find more words. Here we are, the resurrection. Paul said, oh, that I might know you in the power of your resurrection and the power of your resurrection and this power in the resurrection that I might know you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in me. The same power that raised Jesus is working in me. I have his nature. I have his same power. The power of the resurrection. Go and find your scriptures. I can't give them all to you. The blood of Jesus. That speaks for itself. When somebody dies for you, come on now. That speaks for itself. The blood of Jesus. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Well, just do more and plead the blood. Believe that you plead the blood. Believe in the power of the blood. That's one of your tools. Another tool you're going to search scripture. The authority in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, and when you pray to my father, pray in my name. That when I use your name, and don't use it in vain. Don't just use it in vain, but use it in authority. Use my name and authority. I'm going to just say it like we said in the world. Oh, you're dropping names. That's right. I'm dropping the name of Jesus. You know, you go places. You start naming all the famous people. You know, your Bishop T.D. Jakes. You know, I go to Harvest Church. You know Pastor Steve. Oh, yeah, I know Pastor. You start dropping names to get through the door. Well, the only door and the best door, the door that's open for this time right now is the name of Jesus. There's no greater name. So speak about Jesus more than you speak about COVID. Speak about the blood of Jesus more than you speak about Delta 2, Delta 1. Name the name of Jesus and the power of God and believe the word of God more than you can believe what Fauci and the scientists and everyone else has to say. Stand on the word of God and having done all to stand, still stand. The Holy Spirit. Well, I was going to get into that. I really was going to get into the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has nine gifts. He has nine gifts. There's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and he has nine fruit. You got 18 power sources just in the Holy Spirit by yourself. Nine gifts, nine fruits, and you, you could just take the Holy Ghost. and just Because he's not going to tell you any more than what Jesus said. He said, I won't even speak of myself. 120 were waiting on the power to come in. Came in like a rushing mighty wind. And then guess what? When the power came in, the Holy Ghost... They started talking differently. Get another dose, you'll start talking differently. Get another dose of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you'll start speaking differently. Yeah, people won't even recognize, what is she talking about? You'll walk in the room and you'll just say, oh, everyone's saying negative. Everyone's saying we're not going to make. And you're just saying, oh, we're going to get that. We're going to get it done. You watch and see. We can do that. It's not, nothing's too hard. That's, that's a different language. No one's hearing that today because we're, we're agreeing too much. And that's the very next one. We got all of that in the 100 years of marriage. Number, uh, the, oh, I'm going to come back to the angelic host. Number 10, I got that when I heard the Browns last week. And they talked about agreement and unity, agreement and unity. Do you know agreement and unity in the marriage? Agreement and unity in your ministry? Agreement and unity in your home? Agreement and unity with your family? Agreement and unity on your job? The power of any two shall touch and agree? The power of agreement? The power of agreement, agreement is power. Bishop and I don't always, we don't always see it the same way. And this is what we've learned over the years in our marriage. We don't see it. I don't see your way. You don't see my way. But what can we agree upon? What can we agree upon? I don't always get it, but can we just agree? And Bishop has taught us that when the enemy can steal your agreement, he can steal your increase. And I can tell you, husband and wife, anytime it didn't work, somebody wasn't in agreement. Somebody was walking and acting and faking and wasn't in agreement. So what do you do, wife? When my husband has a word, this is what I tell him. I heard from God. I'm talking about Pastor Steve Help. I'm not talking about your pastor. I'm talking about when he's being my husband. When my husband says, this is what the family is going to do, I don't have to see it. My agreement says, obey God. Two words. I don't get into the long dialogue because I don't have the husband that's going to go there with me. I, don't even, I used to try to do that. Well, where are we going today when we first married? Get in the car. Where are we going? What are we doing today? And he used to say, just ride, woman. Just be quiet, woman. And he just did no quiet men for the next three days. He was clueless. Why are you not talking? You told me to be quiet. See, you went too far. I don't like, first of all, don't call me woman. 
Second of all, we just got married. Don't call me woman. I know Adam called her woman. Then after that, he called her Eve. Don't call me woman. And then number two, when you tell me to be quiet, I'm, I can do that. I can do it longer than you want me to be quiet. So I realized because I was used to running my life as a single mother, I needed to know where I was going because I was driving. I needed to know what I was going to do because I had to pay for it. I needed to know how much gas. I needed to know a lot of things because I was responsible for my son and my niece. So I get into this marriage, second marriage, and I wasn't used to not knowing. I was not used to not needing to know. So now I get in, I ride, we just arrive. I don't know how to get most places. I'm on my phone, I'm texting, I'm in my spades game. I am just in the car, I ride, and then I arrive. And that's marriage. You just got a lesson in marriage. Ride and arrive. Ride and arrive. Are we there yet? So I don't lose any sleep now. If it's a 10 hour, I'm going to sleep probably eight of the 10. Are we almost there? Can we go to the bathroom? I'm good. You're good. I'll open up my eyes. You're all right. You're good. Okay. I'm going back to sleep. Ride and arrive. I think you got, that's a two, two, somewhere in there. And then we got a couple of more, the angelic host. Now, we did this a few years ago, and I taught on this message. I taught a powerful message on the angelic host. I love the angelic host because Jesus called on them. Do you know when Jesus said, I can call 12 legions of angels? A legion is 6,000 angels. 6,000 is a legion. Because, you know, the one power came against Jesus, who was all power. And he said, you know, we, we're going to tear this down. He said, don't you know I can call my father? And I can call an, a legion of angels, 12 legions of angels. 12 times 6,000 is somewhere in the millions of angels. And angels are sent on earth. I got this in studying. Angels are typically men. They're in male form. They have the male form of men. Angels are not the average height. They're larger than the average human. Angels have power from on high. They're right before God. They are, they are superheroes, see, superheroes of superheroes. And they are, they are sent by God. They are called not only angels, but they are called ministering angels. They are assigned to each and every one of you to minister you, minister to your every need. So whenever you get in a situation and you don't know how to get out of it, you have the angelic host. And one is already 6,000. When you call on one, it's already 6,000. So all you got to do is when you're in that situation, say, let's go, boys. Let's go, boys. Let's do this. I need you. I need you. Yesterday, I was in a storm. I was on my way to my child's house. I made a commitment to them. And just as I got in the car, I could see the storm was behind me. It was north. It was beyond my home. And I was going toward their home. And I said, well, I'm going to stop at Price Top, grab some Pop-Tarts from my grandchildren, do some things. And so I pulled into the parking lot at Pop-Tarts. It got Price Top. It got dark and dark. By the time I pulled in, by the time I pulled in, the storm came. So I'm in this storm. I said, well, we're going to skip on the Pop-Tarts. So I said, let me just go on to the house. So I called my son. I said, I'm on my way because the kids are out of school. Let me help you. So I got in the car, and I'm on 152, and I mean, folks are pulling over, pulling over. The storm is horrible. It's a storm. I don't know if it's a hurricane. I don't know what it is, but this is what I said. Let's go, boys. Let's go. I got to get to my baby's house. So I get to the light. I did. I really did. I got to the light. Well, nobody's at the light. Because everybody's pulled over. They're under 152. Nobody's at the light but me in the storm. I looked at the red light, and all I said is, let's go, boys. Shh, through the red light. Got to the next red light. I'm in the storm. I'm in the storm. Winds blowing, trees are blowing. It's coming down. It's coming down. Nobody's at the light but me. Nobody's coming right. Nobody's coming left. Nobody's coming to me. Nobody's behind me. You know what I said. What did I say? Let's go, boys. Shh, through the red light. I didn't expect to see any sirens on that day. I expected no sirens to be behind me. Because we got power. We're going to go through this light. 
by the time I got to him, I'm talking to him. He said, Mama, where are you? I said, I'm turning on your street. Mama, where are you? I'm turning on your street. Mama, where are you? Now he's standing on the porch. I'm pulling in your driveway. Angelic host, let's go, boys. Let's go. Go call your friends. A thousand's not enough. One can put a thousand of light. Angelic host. Two. Ten thousand. One angel appeared to Moses. Two angels appeared to Lot. One angel appeared to Mary. And your angels are waiting to minister to you. When Jesus was done in the wilderness and Satan came, God said that he sent his angels to feed him. You better stir up your power tools. You better shout, let's go, boys. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Let's do it. Unity and agreement. The greatest of all commandment power tool is love. Love is a force. Love is a power. The greatest love we've ever seen was the death of Jesus for the whole world. And so even in a situation when it seems so hard and so, so unbearable, you have the power of love at work in you. And the power of love will bring peace to every situation. Walk in that power. You know what love looks like. You know when people are in love. And you know when they fall out of love. But when you are in love with something, you know how powerful it is. And let the love of God just be shed abroad in your heart throughout the whole work that you do tomorrow on your job. Walk in with love on your mind. Love people through their hard times. Love them through their fears. Love them through their, their unknowingness. Don't beat them over. Love them through COVID. Love them through Delta II. Love them through the sickness. Love them through the divorce. Love them through the hard times. Love them through the children that have run away. Love them through it's not working. Love them through homosexuality. Yes. Love them through homo. Yes. Love them through homosexuality. Love them. Because God promised in 1 Corinthians, it never fails. That's a promise. It never fails. Love doesn't fail, and it's a power. It's one of your power tools. And the opposite of love is hatred. You feel when somebody hates you. You feel that that's a force too. But love will override that and love will overcome that. That's a tool. Stir it up. So start saying, first of all, I love myself. I love me. And I love who I'm, how I'm made. I love God that you've made. I love my hair. I love my arms. I love my knees. I love my legs. I love my thighs. I love my husband. But first of all, I love me. Because we can love everyone else and not love ourselves. And when we love ourselves, we take care of our temple. We don't abuse our temple. Because love takes care of the temple. We're not eating certain things because we love ourselves. We love life. We love our families. So vaccination, if that's going to protect us, we're doing it out of love. The vaccination is an act of love. Because I love myself and I love my children. And I want to be here for them. Amen? Last two. And I'm done. I feel so much better. Having done all of these tools, having found all of your scriptures, now what do I do with them? I meditate. I meditate in the word day and night. Joshua 1.8. We know the scripture. Peter said, you already know this. I keep saying you already know this. But you haven't been stirred up. You haven't been using it. And um, so now we meditate. When? Day and night. When? So that means we can't meditate and watch CNN. We, did it. we meditate day and night. Night and day. And then what do we do after we meditate? We do everything that's in it. Observe to do everything that's in it. And if we do that, then what? We make our way. I'm making my way. I'm making my way. You're making a way. God's making a way, but you're making your way too is either successful or is one of failure. But because we've got the word tonight and because it's stirred up and because I'm ready and when it comes at me, it's going to be water off a duck's back. It's going to be water off a duck's back. When it hits me, it's going to be water off a duck's back because I'm so ready. I'm so calm. I'm not falling apart. I'm not losing it. I'm not just a total failure. I'm not losing it because I know who I am. Let's say these last final declarations. Let's say I am. I had victory 
in every situation. We've been saying it all night. It's the same one. It's nothing new. I have victory in every situation that the enemy throws at me because I have the nature of God. I have the power of God. I have his creative energy. I have the breath of life on the inside of me. And I have victory. I am a supernatural carrier of the power of God. It's working in my home. It's working in my marriage. It's working in my body. Here we go. The supernatural power of God. It's working in my finances. My finances are increasing. Unknowingly, it's increasing. My finances are exploding because I have the supernatural power of God. I have his nature. I have his ability. I have his likeness. I have his grace. I have God's peace. I have God's patience. I have God's long suffering. I have God's forgiveness. I have God's healing power. I have God's strength. I have God's love. I have God's helpfulness. I have God's gratefulness. I have the faith of God. I have his conquering power. I have the blood of Jesus. I have the word of God. I've got the rhema word. I know the power of his resurrection. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever you throw at me. And because of that, I have the victory. Wow. What an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.